And hello, everybody, and welcome to the live broadcast for the Lanier Islands Legacy Golf Course Cat Rangers third annual charity golf tournament. We are out here, and it is a dreary day, but that is not stopping the golfers for coming out and supporting a great cause. I am joined right now not only by Dan, the man, who is out here working on the audio for us in the rain, but also by Will Rigdon, who is with Atlanta Motor Speedway Park. Welcome, Will. Hey, Amanda. How's it going? Good. Good to see you. I know that you're a friend of the Cat Rangers Tournament. We see you year after year. Tell us a little bit about why you like to support the Meowsers. Well, originally I got involved with Cat Rangers way back in the day when me and my wife first got together. She was a dog person. I was a no pet person because I was busy running around. And uh, we decided to go ahead and just get cats. And we lived in Buford and we just Googled, you know, local cat charity. You know, we're, you know, we're not about going to breeders. We like rescuing. Oh. And, and that was how we came across cat rangers. And, uh, we've just been helping them. They knew we were into marketing. We've helped them with some videos with their litter robots that they have. We, we helped them do some promotional work with that, help get some more, more of the robots from litter robot. And I have to just stop you right there and ask you to tell me what litter robots is. So the litter robots are the automatic, yeah, if you hate scooping uh-huh. cat poop, uh-huh. that's the best tool in the world you can get is a litter <laughs> robot. It looks like a big Death Star, and the cat goes in it, and it just it spins, and it scoops it for you, wow. and you don't, all you got to do is change the trash bag once a week. Hey, that's super easy. Yeah, it's, that. it's very convenient. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you guys stumbled upon the organization. I know that they have many kitties for you guys to choose from, and I'm with you there and saying, don't go to breeders. Adopt. Adopt, don't shop. That's what they say. More importantly, share a little bit with us about what Atlanta Motor Speedway Park does. Because I've been here in years past and there have been super cool cars and I got to sit in one. So tell us what you guys do. Yeah, so Atlanta Motorsports Park is located up in Dawsonville, Georgia. We're a motorsports country club. So it's kind of a new business model. If Most people are used to, you know, the Atlanta Motor Speedway, Road Atlanta model where you just buy tickets, you go watch the race, you go home happy. We're kind of different. You come to the track to drive. You bring your own car, you drive on track. Or if you want to do go-karts, we have a whole fleet of rental carts, and you can come to our second track and actually drive go-karts. So it's it's a lot of fun. It's uh, it's pretty much like what we are here, but instead of it being a golf course, it's, it's a racetrack. Now, I know you guys do a lot of corporate experiences, and share with us what that experience might look like for a large organization that might like to bring their team there for a building experience. The sky's the limit in terms of what you can do with us. We start as low as the go-kart track. You can rent the place out. You can do groups as small as five, ten people. You can just come out and have a Grand Prix. Everybody gets on track. They race each other. They have a good time. If the go-karts are too small and too slow, we can take you up to the main track. We've got a radical racing experience where we can put you in a real downforce race car. You know, cars that have, you know, the ability to go 140, 150 miles an hour out on track. Wow. Talking two and a half, three Gs worth of cornering force. I mean, real race machines. And, you know, and if that scares you, we also have a driving school too. So if you want to come out, you know, if you're scared to put your employees out there and you'd rather them learn how to be better drivers right. and not faster drivers, we actually do corporate training as well because we have a, it's a full-on teen school, but you know, you don't have to be a teen to take right. it. Well, we have companies with grown adults come in and actually do driver training, hmm. you know, for their fleet cars. Very cool. So if I had a Ferrari and I wanted to like honk down on it, then I could bring it to your track. Yes, you could. Sweet. I don't. And you don't Maybe have to day. necessarily be a member to do it as well either. Because I know we said we're a country club. So it's the, the base business model is you pay an introductory fee, you pay a monthly fee, and then mm-hmm. you can basically bring your car out and drive whenever Anytime. you want to drive. But, you know, if you're kind of timid and you don't necessarily know if this is what you want to do with your money, we also have a Taste of Amp experience, Ooh. which is one of the prizes we're giving away today. And that is you can bring your car out, you get an instructor riding right seat with you for half a day, mm. and they basically take you through the facility. We've got a skid pad, we do some paddock exercises, and then they get you out on track wow. and get you really comfortable driving your car on track. You know, it's, it's scary if you've never been on track. Or and to go that fast if you've never gone above 90 on it, the interstate. Yeah. <laughs> well, most people, if you're in Atlanta, if you've been on 285, you'd be all right. Yeah. But, but, you know, it, it, what's crazy is in Atlanta, and especially with our club, over 70% of all our new members have never been on a racetrack before. Wow. So it's actually very vital that you get that introductory time so that yeah. you can you can learn, you can get it under your belt. You know, you get comfortable in your car on track because it's it's totally different, different yeah. once you take the once you take the safety features off and you're just out there, you know, ringing it like Mario Andretti. Ah! What is the coolest car you've driven and how fast have you gone? Top speed. Ooh, that's the coolest you might not 
<laughs> it might not be the coolest. <laughs> My favorite car was a school bus. No way. I got to drive a school bus okay. on track. That was... Amazing you didn't tip it over. Dream come true, yes. I mean, I think I hit 35 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Top speed. Yes. The uh, Actually, what was crazy is the, the rear differential was barking. It was getting so hot, it felt like a space heater sitting wow. over the back. And that's because of all the tight turns we were making. The bus yeah. just wasn't wasn't meant to do that many tight Mm-mm. turns that quickly. Who gave you but, their school bus? Uh, just some random guy on the internet. <laughs> you said, hey, looking for a school bus to drive, and uh, he said, I got you. He was, uh, the guy had bought the bus to do an RV camper conversion, ah, and he had yes. just started, so he, it was fully stripped out on the inside. Mm-hmm. He hadn't started anything yet, and it was a big yellow school bus, so we took it on track. It. But as far as fast cars that I've gotten to take out on track, Audi R8 was a pretty fun car. Mm-hmm. The McLaren GT we had a guy, probably one of my best days at work, we had a guy back in 2020, uh, I don't know if you know Magic Mike ATL. Oh, yeah. He uh, he showed up with two McLarens. He literally had his orange 720p, and then he had the brand new 2020 McLaren GT on a flatbed. And he just showed up to the track and said, hey, I've, my camera guy is going to be here shortly. Do you mind taking this out, and I want to make a video? I said, okay, cool, who's your camera guy? And then as soon as I said that, whoa, 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 I hear helicopter. Wow. Just, land right next to us. He There's goes, oh, the camera guy. Camera guy's here. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to got to drive that on track with Magic Mike while his uh, guy was filming from the helicopter. Too cool. So I, was, I bet you've got a lot of great stories. Oh yeah, it's uh yeah, how much time you got? <laughs> <laughs> well, for those listening who are curious, how can they find you on the web? How can they get in touch with you to maybe explore the experience? So the easiest way is just find us online at www.atlantamotorsportspark.com. You can also reach out to me directly, will at atlantamotorsportspark.com if you want to email me. I'm one of the race directors up there. I do the main track race series. So if you're curious into you know what it takes to get into racing, you know, we we're trying to be as inclusive as we can. We're trying to break down those barriers yeah. because it is kind of a scary thing and we offer programs for everybody. So whatever your level of experience is, we can get you in there, we can get you comfortable, and we can get you used to racing. And that's something I'm very passionate about because mm-hmm. I love racing almost as much as I love cats <laughs> and love being here. Mm-hmm. But the sport, you know, one thing I've noticed over time is the sport is gradually just going away. And, you know, we're happy for things like the F1 show on Netflix because that's bringing a lot of popularity sure, back. Yeah. And especially with what we do up at Atlanta Motorsports Park, we're a road course. So having things like the F1 Drive to Survive show is really getting people more interested in road racing. And so as you're seeing a lot of local short tracks shut down, places like ours are thriving Thriving, right now. So it's a lot of fun to be a part of that. And especially to see all the kids getting involved because our our go-kart track, it's it's insane the amount of kids that are out there racing right now. Do they want to go fast, Ricky Bobby? Oh, yeah, they go real fast. Go real fast, Ricky Bobby. (laughs) Well, I can think of a better person to have on to kick us off, Will, than for you to just join us, especially because it's cat cars and cash that we're dealing with here at the third annual Cat Rangers Charity Golf Tournament. And we are going to be interviewing a multitude of folks today, so you guys stick with us. Will, do you have any final thoughts for our audience? If you like to go fast, keep it off the streets and keep it on the track. That's what we're here for, and... You know, that's a big part of our mission. We do teen schools. We do a lot of a lot of programs to just get you driving the way you want to drive in a safe, fun, friendly environment. I like it. Thank you, Will, for joining us, and we will be back, folks. All right, and welcome back, friends, to the third annual Cat Rangers Charity Golf Tournament being held here today at Lanier Island's Legacy Golf Course. It is a dreary, rainy day, but we are out here in good spirits to support the feline friends. I am joined now here with Barra Marcioni, who is the executive director of this fantastic organization. Um, Year after year, she and Cat Rangers give back to the community, and they save so many feline lives. Welcome back, and congratulations on your third annual, Sparrow. Thank you. Thank you for supporting us all three years. Of course. It's our pleasure. We love partnering with you guys, and we love our feline friends as well. Tell everybody what's going on today. Well, we've got uh, hole-in-one prizes. We did all cash prizes this year, so it's okay. 20000 2000 2000 cash prize on the uh, par threes. And then we have, of course, the longest drive and closest to the pin so that we still have some, even if they don't hit a hole in one, they've got, <laughs> they get you something. got something they can go for. Then we have some wonderful raffle prizes here. Some of the things from the uh, Atlanta Motorsports track to uh, to do a day at the at the track. And, Exciting. And, yeah, there's some pretty cool things. Mm-hmm. Their cart classes are pretty neat, too. I've been out there and seen how neat that track is. And it's membership only, but... 
for the folks that are keeping their cars there. They they oh. they actually provide a place for car enthusiasts to um, store their fancy cars near the track. Oh wow! And then they can drive them on the track. You know, it's part of their membership. Yeah. Do you have a fancy car that's stored there? No. <laughs> you just get to go hang out with Will and I the crew. I just got one that runs, gets mm-hmm. me to and from where I need to go. That's, that's what I have, my Honda Civic. Now, I'm over here. I see behind us on the table some spirits from Legends Distillery. Legends Distillery. So yeah. um, I am familiar with Legends as they are in Cumming, Georgia, and mm-hmm. I've actually been to the distillery. Uh, tell us about that partnership. Well, Legends has also been with it. Well, they've been with us the last two years. They uh, they support us throughout the year. We did a, a tasting at, at our center. Mm-hmm. I think you guys, well, you had some participation yeah. with us there, too. I remember seeing yeah. it about it. I was yeah. unable to make it. So it was like a, an evening bourbon and, and vodka tasting that Ooh. we did with the cats. Love yeah, it. So everybody could hang out with the cats mm-hmm. and check out their different libations so that was a really cool thing did the cats try any of the bourbon no (laughs) (laughs) you know you see sometimes when you set your coffee down your curious kitty will walk right on over or whatever you have and they'll try and paw at what's in your drink or maybe they'll take a little lick Mm -hmm. so that's very exciting now i am very familiar with cat rangers but just in case there's someone out there listening that doesn't know about the great work you guys are doing or about the home-like um setting that they occupy in buford just give us a brief synopsis of cat rangers well we we started out thinking we wanted to be a cat cafe (laughs) and uh it it didn't seem like it made a lot of sense for the cats you know you can't really set a coffee cup down and walk away from it because they'll Knock Absolutely, it over. knock it over. Yeah. So you know, we thought, well, maybe we should make it more of a a cat place that also has coffee mm-hmm. instead of the other way around. Yeah. So we found our first house ten ten years ago now. The first place we were for nine years, and we've always been in Buford. And uh, the first house was uh, designed also with the living space decorated just like a home. Mm-hmm. The new place is about twice the size of the old place, and we've got some land to do some things with now, too. But when people come to the house, it's just like going to a home. It just has a lot of cats, yeah. and they're all lounging in different places, mm-hmm. and everyone can, the visits can sit with them and get to know what they'd be like if they were in their own home. Mm. And they get to just kind of relax in their yeah. own in their own environment that's yeah. such a sweet idea yeah. and I like how you kind of turned it upside down and you said well we're going to make this more conducive for the cats because you're right mm-hmm. they are a little mischievous yeah yeah now you guys support you mentioned um that you rescue up to 600 cats like on average annually annually yeah and now I know you get calls from people who might find um strays and I know you can only take on so many so what is the vetting process like um for you guys to accept an animal well, when we, a lot of it depends on what our capacity is at the time when, when we're asked. We try to help people even if we can't take them to refer them to some of the other rescues that we work with. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we, we accept kitties from other rescues even if there's a situation that, that warrants it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when someone uh, contacts us to, to help with a situation, Generally, the first thing they need to do is send in an owner surrender or a rescue surrender form mm-hmm. through our website. That way we get all the details of what's going on. Unfortunately, we, we, we try to answer our phones, but there's just so there's many. too many yeah. you know, to do that all the time. So if they send in that form, it'll come to me and two or three other people. Then we have to decide what you know what makes the most sense because mm-hmm. they they all of our kitties are indoor kitties. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's got an outdoor cat they need help with, we have to we have to get another rescue to help us with yeah, those because they're outdoor. Yeah, you need to or, integrate, if yeah. or if they need to be trapped, neutered, and returned, then we don't we loan traps, but we don't do actually do the trapping. So we you know we have to work with other rescues to do that to partner with other ones, but. If, if they're indoor kitties, we think eventually they could be adoptable mm-hmm. and they're at a point where they don't have any other options, then we do our best to take them. We work a lot with owner surrenders. Mm-hmm. That's our preference is to help the families that yeah. are having crisis. Yeah, that makes because, sense. Because, I mean, people look at us as a cat rescue, but we help a lot of people, people too. Yeah. 
You see it so many times. I've seen it on Facebook, a family that might be um, getting foreclosure or something like that, and they have pets, but they just can't take them in the transition. And they've been household friends, family friends for eight years of their life, but there's just a little bit of a hiccup in the road. Yeah. That's very nice of you guys. This year, I'd say so far, we've had two situations where people lost their the, the residents and were living in their car with their mm. cats and I mean it's, it's just you know the, the, the person is already wrecked mm-hmm. you know emotionally the cats are emotionally traumatized and you know it takes a long time to, to, to recover. Co- recover from yeah. something like that but the person has no chance if they're still in their car and worried about their cats. Oh gosh, yes. And right you now know? we're kind of it's it's cool on this day, but it is summertime, so I can only imagine. Oh yeah, no, that would be terrible. in the summer. That would just be a hot box. Mm-hmm. Now, Sparrow, to kind of help mitigate this uh, and find an overall solution, would you say that spaying and neutering is probably the best Absolutely. course of action? So, for those of you listening, um, please, we encourage you to educate yourself and go find the resources to spay and neuter your animals because it's really better for everybody in the long run yeah it's it's a challenge for people i think for for a number of different reasons and it depends on how far out you get from the city the the attitude towards spaying and neutering uh, but it also gets more difficult to find low-cost spay neutering mm-hmm. because if they have to go to a vet they're gonna it's the vets will charge two or three hundred dollars oh wow which is not fair, no, yeah. and and most people can't Don't afford that. that. Yeah, you know, they're they're just not going to do it. And you know, you do have those who think that you know it's not a good thing to do when it really is. But oh, it's definitely you know. Yeah. I mean, there are one of the reasons why people may know this, but there are a lot of transports that take kitties up north to the to the shelters and rescues up there because they have a lot less animals. They have a lot less cats than we do. Oh wow, interesting. And that's partly because our weather is warm enough where a cat can actually have three litters if she's really aggressive. Wow. And outside at that. Outside. Yeah, and survive. And, and because cats know when it's cold, they know they can't have babies. They won't survive. They don't mate during the cold weather. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. So up north, you've got two things that contribute to that. You've got very a lot stronger spay-neuter requirements. The state of Rhode Island, though it's small, mm-hmm. it's mandatory. Oh, okay. For every pet to be spayed to be neutered. spayed and neutered. Uh-huh. Yeah, but you know that's why they, there's less in the north than there is in the south. We we just we're just inundated right now with kittens and mm. you know. Well, thank goodness for you and for your team and organizations like yourself that are willing to kind of get out there and and make a positive change. And for those of you listening who would like to become involved or contribute in any way, shape, or form, you can visit catrangers.org so you can be a part of the solution. Now, I'm very excited because I just saw some golfers, but there's no way that they could be coming back in yet, right? No, they're a little far from that. Okay, so they were just kind of hanging out. Share with us a little bit more about the vendors who are participating. I see CAB Incorporated. We have uh, American Painting and Renovations. Big shout out to Sid. He's a he's an avid yeah. participant <laughs> annually. Who else do we have out here supporting the cause today, Sparrow? Uh, well, the Tez Brio is a new one for this year. She's the lady that uh, that runs that company is one of our donors and an avid cat lover. She's a she's she cares for two feral colonies in Oakwood. Holy smokes! Mm-hmm. Every day she goes and feeds those cats every to where they're day. at. Yes. Oh wow. We uh we did a uh, a fundraiser for him last year to get houses for her feral cats, and we found this amazing lady who built these incredible feral houses. Yeah. They're like six feet long, and they they can house three or four cats. Wow. And they're huge, and she built just built them and took them out there for Aww. this lady's feral for colony. Rescue, yeah. Yeah. That's so they sweet. have a house now. They have a, they, they've got shelter and mm-hmm. everything, and they can cr- cuddle up in there together. Yeah, we did that right. Before, remember last year mm-hmm. we had that like twelve degree weather. weather it yeah. was insane. Well, cats can't survive that. Mm-mm. So we did that and got the houses out there before that cold, so they had oh, shelter. For thank the, goodness. Yeah, and the the lady that built them was just really incredible. She drove a long distance, built those things from scratch, and they were great. Mm. But anyways, the lady who feeds those colonies mm-hmm. is the the lady that runs Tesbrio uh-huh. and uh so she came She's and said well I'll sponsor this year Aww. I don't golf but I'll sponsor mm-hmm. so she did 
And that's a very good point. I am not a very good golfer myself. So mm-hmm. anybody out there listening who's curious about this event, you do not have to golf to come and hang out and participate. You can participate by being a contributor, just come and hang out with us here, or you can help try and drum up sponsorships or volunteer your time. Yeah. So if you're not a golfer, there's still a place for you. Mm-hmm. Sparrow, Absolutely. do you have anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, I would like for them to know that as we are migrating from appointment only at our center, we're now opening uh, several days a week, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays in the afternoons where people can visit without being adopters. If they just want to come and hang out with the cats, because it's, it's very peaceful. Yes. And, uh, and we used to do that a lot. Before, before COVID, we had around 400 visitors a month. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that was before we went to appointment only. Mm-hmm. I can so. imagine if you recently had a death of an animal and you're not ready to get another cat yourself and you still just want to go and, and socialize, you mm-hmm. can go sit. Um, or if you'd like to experience the love without the ownership aspect, that's yeah. another. Everybody yeah. likes to go and have have a furry friend well you have an allergic husband (laughs) so you can just go (laughs) waller in the cats i love it spiro thank you for all the hard work you're doing so much thank you and uh we're excited to be here again yeah and we will be um coming back to you once some of the golfers come out and maybe we'll get a chance to talk to some of the vendors and we just think think the skies above that they're opening up and we see some sunshine okay (laughs) and we'll be back with you soon All right, and welcome back, folks, to the third annual Cat Rangers Charity Golf Tournament held here at Lanier Island's Legacy Golf Course. I am your host, Amanda Pierce Marmalejo, with Business Radio X, joined by my right-hand man, Dan Braverman. How are you, Dan? Hey there, I'm doing good. How are you, Amanda? Good. We just got done exploring the golf course, and might I say, because there were no directional arrows, we might have gotten lost. We got lost a few times. A few times, but thank goodness that the players had grace, and they decided to to point us in the right direction. Yes, we met we met some nice golfers out there on the course. Um, yeah, we were going the wrong direction probably many times, um, but we, we made it back somehow. We made it back. Thank goodness for the GPS. So we are here, and it is midday, and there are a lot of golfers out there on the course. We started the day with some rain, but now I see some sun kind of budding through. Dan, tell us a little bit about what you've seen and about your experience, your experience today. Um, it's it's been great, like you said. It, the sun's finally coming through. It was, it was a little cold and rainy earlier, um, but yeah, we talked to Will Rigdon earlier and learned a lot about his uh, Atlanta Motor Sports Park, which sounds really fun. I'm definitely going to have to get over there at some point. And of course, we talked to Sparrow. She's just she's just wonderful. Cat Rangers just is such a great organization, and and um, I just really admire what she's doing. And as a cat lover myself. I know you're here, you and I were contracted to work this tournament, but we're enthusiastic about our community and also about a feline friends. But you yourself are a cat daddy. Is that a word? I am a, I am a cat you're daddy. You're a cat like daddy that. of three. Yeah, yeah so of three, yes. So tell us why you're so excited to participate on behalf of this organization today. Yeah, as a cat daddy of three, I love I love our feline friends. Like, I love all cats. Like, it, it would be so cool. I'm, I'm never going to own, like like a jungle cat or anything but like i just think it's so cool that there's these gigantic like lions and tigers these gigantic cats that yeah exactly that just roam you know that just like really run the jungle and just may i just look at my little house cats and i'm like if you were just bigger you would just control everything Everything. you um i don't know I, i love cats a lot and um i don't know what sparrow's doing is great because as a cat owner like i've learned over the years it's not cheap to own cats for one and there's a a lot of people who just you know and there's a lot of strays out there and there's a lot of people that don't have the resources to 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 care for their own cats or like cats that they might find and just what what cat rangers does is, is just honorable to just do whatever they can to to make as many feline lives better, better. As, the, yeah. as they possibly can you know i love their motto it's so funny they are the special forces of cat rescue yeah cat ranger yeah i know it's so cool (laughs) like i want to be a cat ranger you are a cat ranger (laughs) and today we are out here in support of the cat rangers please visit catrangers.org so that you can find out how you can participate or contribute Um, we look forward to anybody that wants to be a positive proponent for this organization this is the third annual cat rangers charity golf tournament and i assume that with great success we will be hosting one again next year so 
those of you who are called to become involved or simply make a positive impact, we would love to be um, a part of that with you. We are broadcasting live today from the Lanier Islands Legacy Golf Course, and we look forward to capturing some of the golfers' experience when they come back in off the course if they're not too wet. Yeah, we, we've seen a few of them around. Hopefully, they'll, they'll be filtering back around here at some point soon. We have some Legends Distillery Spirits that are going to be um, given away. We want to say a big shout out and thank you to some of the sponsors for this um, annual tournament. CAB Incorporated is since the uh, conception of this um, nonprofit. They have been a large proponent and driving force. Also, American Painting and Renovations. We have Sid Theus, who is a large part of this as well. And I'm looking right here. Um, Sparrow shared with us a new contributor, and I know I'm going to say it wrong, but it's Tez Brio. And that is a company you can visit them at tezbrio.com. And they are helping us out this year, and we're very excited to have them on board. Dan, what else do you have to share with our listeners? I just think that if if you're if you love cats or, or really animals in general and you just care about the the well-being of, of animals, you should get more, you get involved in, in stuff like this and and this is a great this is a great charity event. It was not the weather wasn't great for for today's event, but people still came out. People still are out here enjoying their time and and supporting a good cause. And you know what? We are set up out here all day and we love talking to interesting people. So if you happen to find yourself on the course today, please stop by the Business Radio X tent. Dan and I would love to speak to you. Absolutely. Um, We'll be doing live cut-ins all day. So until next time, we will be back. And welcome back, friends. We are here broadcasting live from the third annual Cat Rangers Charity Golf Tournament. And we are at Lake Lanier's Island Legacy Golf Course. I am joined by Karen Toms, who is the facilities manager for Cat Rangers. How are you today, Karen? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. Welcome to the show. I see you're sitting here in this cataflage shirt that I admire so greatly. I purchased a few shirts for myself and loved ones today, and they weren't nearly as cool as the one that you have on. No, these are special. These are special, like the special forces of cat rescue that we are. That's us. So you and I were talking a little bit before the show, and you were showing me some fantastic photos of you and loved ones and feline friends. First of all, I'd like for you to share just a little bit about what you do with the organization and your enthusiasm behind the efforts. Okay, well, I'm the uh, shelter manager or the facility manager. I've been with Cat Rangers now for just over seven years. Um, I've been in cat rescue for about 14 years in the States. Uh, You might tell by my accent, Mm -hmm. I'm not a local, but I am from the south, but that's south of England. (laughs) And um, I found Cat Rangers quite by accident, actually, me and a couple of friends, uh, and they needed some help. They hadn't got any volunteers. They were kind of just starting off hadn't got any help so we decided to join them because we are great cat fans we love cats we like dogs too but cats have the special place and uh, we decided to join uh, Sparrow who you were talking to earlier she's the director lovely and help them out and uh, there's a great need for well not just cats all animals uh, there's so many without homes um, so many need help there's so many cats on the street and they're injured and their plight's really sad, um, so that's kind of what we do, and we call ourselves the Special Forces of Cat Rescue. Um, there are a few ex-military members in the organization. Um, Therefore, I, the Special Forces. It, that's where it comes in. So uh, one of the founders is Special Forces. Um, I am ex-Royal Air Force, British Royal Air Force. Thank you for your service. Um, yes, I did 15 years with them. And uh, we have Did you fly? No, and I was on the ground, mm-hmm. but that's that's probably the safest. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's quite a few ex-military people in the organization, volunteers and everything. Um, so we all kind of came together and decided to help the cats. Um, now, I think Sparrow said earlier that we rescue about 600 cats a Annually, year yes. and find homes for the, roughly the same amount. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just never-ending. Every year... When we spay and neuter 600 cats, we think the next year There'll is going to be less. Right. But And the kitten season will be less because we've spayed and neutered 600 cats. But this year is crazy busy. Mother we, Nature yeah, calls. Yeah. Mother Nature does call. And... 
there are just so many cats there. I mean, we're just absolutely swamped. And we're quite small rescue compared with some of the big ones out there. You know, fur kids are, are really, really big, fur kids, big yes. rescue. Um, but when but you they, think they're not defined specific for felines, they cascade they across they all. Do. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys are different in the sense that you hone in on just cats, cats specifically. Yes. 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 And especially those ones are in greater need. I mean, all of them are in need mm -hmm. one way or another. But we um, we try and specialize with ones that need our help or families can't afford their their health care or whatever. Um, or have to give them up for one reason or another. So that's kind of what we try and try and do. I'm curious about your background. And, and Dan, uh, my co-host, is here with us. And chime in, Dan, uh, should you like Karen? I'm curious because of your history and your background. So you mentioned that you not only have uh, Air Force experience, but you're also from England mm -hmm. across the yes, pond. Yes. So <laughs> what was your, like, inspiration or involvement prior to coming to the states and joining this organization you're obviously an enthusiast and an advocate so yes. what were you doing solo prior to your involvement with this organization when i was very young um probably eight years old um we used to live in singapore uh, my dad was in the military and i rescued my first cat at eight years old and there was this poor little bedraggled wet thing laying in the bottom of a huge monsoon drain and I was out with my mother and before my mother said to me Karen don't go down and touch that cat I'd already gone down and brought the cat up so that's what started um, me the, the, love, love, of, the love of animals anyway and then um, when I was in the Air Force serving around different parts of England um, I actually used to go in my spare time and help out and I was actually helped at the Oxfordshire Wildlife Sanctuary um, and they did cats, dogs, goats, donkeys, hamsters, guinea pigs, hedgehogs, everything. Anything. So I used to go in my spare time and, and help down there. And that kind of, um, and I won't even say what year that was because that will show my age. <laughs> um, but it Inspired was Inspired you. Yes, it was a long time ago and there was such a great need. And the people there were just um, wonderful in helping, just, you know, volunteer their time because nobody gets paid. Um, you know, to, to help the animals and that's kind of what inspired. And when we moved from across the pond, um, due to my husband's work, um, I was looking for something to do and um, I found the Georgia SPCA at the time and they were located in uh, Buford Highway in Swanee. So mm -hmm. I went to volunteer there and then, you know, one thing led to another, I started work there and unfortunately they closed down. So that's when I found Cat Rangers. So lucky for Cat Rangers. Um, Dan is a cat dad himself. Yes. So I am he a can, cat dad. He can speak more to the ownership of felines yes. in the protective state. For sure. Karen, you were you showed me some pictures earlier of um, some cats that had been adopted through yes. Cat Rangers. Can you just describe the feeling you get when when you get a text message like that from 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 a when you see one of your cats that was in cat rangers that is now has uh has a happy home yeah well everyone starts crying normally especially if it's a cat that's been with us a long time um because we are a no-kill shelter so the cats stay with us for as long as it takes them to find a home and we were just showing you pictures of one particular cat called bear Mm -hmm. and uh, he'd had several applications but because he'd had some medical issues um, the people kind of you know withdrew their application because they didn't want to wait they did choose another cat mm. yeah. but he kept coming back and he recovered from some surgery and then he was hanging around and then nobody seemed to want him uh, and then all of a sudden in the last couple of days he's just gone home and he went home with another cat from the shelter and we asked the adopters to send us pictures of the cats because we put them together. And nearly, you know, I'd say probably nine times out of ten when we get photos like that, um, there's somebody in the group that starts crying because yes. they've had a, yeah. a special, you know, um, relationship yeah. with, with the cat. And Bear was just a hunk of love. So she's describing Bear, who is the orange cat, correct? Big orange what, guy. Is he just a tabby? Yep, orange tabby. Tabby. Yep. And she's depicting... A young child who is a boy, maybe four years old. Yeah, maybe four about years four. old. Yeah. 
And the cat in the photos, because of the angle, looks far larger than yeah, about the, the same size of the boy, at least. But you can just see the joy and the camaraderie between yeah. that young boy and the feline. They are friends for life. And yeah. it sounds like Bear is a survivor. Um, yes. Sounds like he's been through a lot. Yeah, it was found on the streets, um, not in t- you know very poor shape. We actually gave him as quite unusual. He had some acupuncture for part of his treatment recovery for some nerve issues. Interesting. Uh, yeah, we've got a veterinarian who helps us, and she's does that. Holistic medicine, very, yes, that's great. Very interesting. It's very interesting because all of that side of it's interesting as well with the new new techniques and stuff that's coming out to to treat different ailments mm. and everything like that. And uh, so that's that's pretty unique, and that keeps it interesting. And and the thing working in the animal rescue business, no day's ever the same. You never know what's going to walk through the door. And one cat who you think will never get a home, someone comes in and it could be the most beat up, you know, moth-eaten cat in the whole shelter. (laughs) And somebody falls in love with it and you never know. People come in wanting a specific cat. They say, I'm coming in, I want a long-haired, black and white tuxedo boy and they go home with a orange short-haired girl. Totally different. So it's more about the personality of the cat than... You matched know, with the human. Matched with the human. That's yeah. what we try and do. Because sometimes we get people come in and say, I want this, I want that. And it's just not suitable right. for them. And that's, yeah, yeah. And uh, they've got small children and this cat hates small children or they've got a dog and the cat dog. So again, that's a pretty unique thing to cat rangers with our adoption coordinators that we have. They spend time with the families trying to match the cat to the family. The personality. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah, very absolutely. interesting. Yeah. And that kind of sets the um, relationship up for success. Yes. So that it's um, it, that there's yes. longevity. Yes. What would you say if you can say, I know there's been so many success stories but one maybe recently that you can share that has been so moving or so monumental that stands out in your mind and excuse all of our listeners that hear this <laughs> reverberation it's oh, windy yeah, everything's blowing and, over and the cat ranger sign is gonna hit karen in the face here in just a second but it's okay because we're here Ooh. share a success story karen there's there are there are many many ones we had yes a long-haired a black and white um, male cat who'd had uh, was given up by his family because he needed um, quite expensive surgery had some um, stones in his bladder Mm. and it was causing blockages and he had to have several surgeries and he had to be on um, special food and medication and and he was he was a sweetheart and um, it was very difficult to adopt him out because the medicine was quite expensive. You have mm. to be able to give the cat the medicine right. and he needed to be on special food, which was quite expensive. And as soon as you mention to anybody that comes in, it's always on special food, they don't want to know. Well, and it requires a lot of care yes. from the human, yes. a lot of time to yes. spend and care for yes. the animal. Yeah, and then um, there was a... Um, an, an, elderly lady and a gentleman came in and they didn't care about that they just fell in love and the cat kind of chose them so that's just one one scenario we've adopted out cats with three legs who go to a special home cat with cat with one eye and there's just many there's in the years there's always i, th- I would say probably every week we have a we have a, a you know a, a really interest. a special moment with some adoptions and then somebody comes in for one cat and ends up taking two and again that's just a special moment it really is can you uh, can you speak to like some of the benefits of like adopting a cat in that situation whether it's older whether it's had some medical issues for me I, I feel the same way probably a lot of people do if they're looking for a cat they want to get a cat or, or any pet you know they want you know a young you know a healthy yeah. pet can you speak there's to there's nothing wrong with a mature animal <laughs> exactly can you just speak to what's good what's good some of the benefits of, of getting of taking care of All one of these cats of who life. really need it yeah I mean you know people come in with a mindset they want a young kitten because um, kittens are crazy and playful and, and super cute, super cute and little and, but their personalities haven't developed so the benefits of adopting an older cat their personalities are kind of set and with the setup we have at cat rangers being it's a free roam facility when people come in they can see the cats more in their natural habitat of, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so they know what they're going to get the cats are not in little cages so they kind of freak out when someone comes but you know it just depends as i say we fit the cat to the household so if we don't think an older kitty who's got three legs say or one eye missing is suitable for that family even though they might come in and say that's what I want 
we don't want to set the cat up for, for failure. We want to make sure that we, we set up for success yeah. with mm -hmm. every adoption. And sure, there are times when it doesn't work, you know, for one thing or another. They forgot to tell us they have a giant dog or something, you know. Um, <laughs> no bueno. Yeah. But, you know. For those of you just joining us, we're speaking with Karen Tom. She's the facility manager of Cat Rangers. And you can find out more about this organization if you'd like to contribute or become involved at catrangers.org. We are broadcasting live from the third annual Cat Rangers golf charity tournament. golf tournament. Yes. Woo -woo, the sun is shining. I'm yes. joined here by Dan Braverman. Dan, as a father of cats and as a rescue dad yourself what can you share with the world about the benefits of allowing a feline friend into your life there's just um it, they're just good creatures i mean i don't know how else to describe it they're for one they're not a lot of work so if you want to if you feel the need to take care of something in your life but you don't feel ready for a child or or a dog or even a, like a plant i feel like cats are are less work than all of those things they can take care of themselves for the most part and you know they like a lot of pets they give unconditional love you know i have to i have an older cat who i have to i have to give her medicine all the time and she doesn't like it she hates it but at the end of the day she's still she still loves me so you she know she knows and trusts you yeah exactly so i think it's um i don't know i think it's just very rewarding anyone who's who wants to who who feels the the desire to take care of something but maybe or they're companionship for that that too that's yeah. a good point i have a cat that i've had since i was young and she was um she was just always there for me and I wasn't the most I wasn't the most social kid in high school. I wasn't like hanging out with friends a whole bunch, but I always got to come home to to her. So that was you know, she was like my best friend um, all those years. So Your it's cat friend. I love <laughs> that. Karen, so if you could share one thing with our listeners about um, your enthusiasm behind the organization or a call to action, what would that be? How can people help? How can people get involved? What would you like to say to those listening? Well, anybody listening who wants to get involved, um, everything from fundraising to coming to the shelter to help volunteer on a daily basis. We need people to clean and scoop poop. <laughs> literally. And literally yes. scoop poop. Also, you can help by becoming a foster. Um, especially at this time of the year, we are swamped with motherless babies and they need a foster. And all you need to be a foster is a spare room or a bathroom that you can keep kitties in mm -hmm. um, and then we look after them we you don't have to pay no cost to you we do all their medical oh the medical yeah, wow medical so it's literally housing it's just housing wow. and love and getting them used to human oh, yeah acclimation. human interaction yeah and playing That's with crazy. them and stuff so there's many ways but if you say if you go to catrangers.org mm -hmm. um, there's all the information on there that you need and help with fundraising we also have an amazon wish list <gasps> Great. So anyone that loves to shop with Amazon, which I think most of us do. All of us do. Yeah, the wish list is on there. And it's because it's not just money we need. No. I mean, sure, money is great. Yeah. Items, food, everything, you know, vinyl gloves and mm -hmm. copy paper and cat All toys and scoops things. and little things and cleaning yeah. materials and paper towel. I think we should have shares in the paper towel company because we would... <laughs> like you know earn a lot of money definitely with we, scott yes scott or bounty if you're yes. listening we're not yes, sponsored exactly. but we're looking for partners yeah we, we could call uh, us bounty exactly karen and for those that would like to enjoy the home like setting that you guys have and just experience the animals they can find you at 289 west shadburn avenue that's, no we've that's, no, we're, the, old, that's the old i address. apologize what's the new address it's so 19, can find you. 1931 skylar hill drive in buford but again go on catrangers.org our opening hours are there mm -hmm. Uh, the address and all Appointment the information times. and appointments. They can people can just drop by generally as long as it's with the times that are on the on the website. Yes. Fantastic. And we'd love to see them. Karen, thank you so much for all of the hard work that you do, not only for the community but for this specific organization. We've enjoyed participating with you for the past three years and we look forward to the future. For Dan and for Karen, I am Amanda Marmalejo and we are here live at the third annual Cat Rangers Golf Tournament at Linear Islands Golf Resort and we will be back with you shortly.
And welcome back, folks. We are broadcasting live from the third annual Cat Rangers Golf Charity Tournament here at Lake Lanier Island's Legacy Course. And I am joined by Mike Freitas, and he works here for the course. And we are enjoying a beautiful time. The sun has just peaked out. We've got lots of golfers on the course. Mike, tell us about what's going on today. Today we had a typical golf day. There was probably about... 30 tournament players, which are part of your tournament, mm-hmm. and then we had probably another 50 golfers um, just with regular tee times. Outside the tee times that. go out about every 10 minutes. So, How do they integrate when you have just ordinary golfers versus a tournament? The pace of play, I know, is something that comes into... Yeah, the, um, uh, <laughs> so how does that kind of work out as far as well, integrating the, the, the pro has been doing this for years so he knows how many tee times he can send out prior to as well as after minutes the tournament per. starts so right it's usually 10 to 15 minutes per hole for each foursome nice so he just figures it out that way tell us a little bit about how long you've been with uh, the club and about your enthusiasm behind working here at the course oh i started i guess it was a year ago november so a year and a half i've been here I retired from Children's Health Care of Atlanta. I was an IT specialist. Got tired of commuting and trying to keep up with IT, so I retired. So, and you enjoy golf, obviously. And I enjoy golf, And yeah, now you get to work on a beautiful course every day. And golf was one of my bigger expenses in retirement, so now I can come Offset here and work that. a Perfect. few hours a day, two or three days a week, and play golf whenever a tee time is available. I can't make tee time, so I just come up when they have availability and play some golf. So you mentioned working in IT with Choa. What did that entail during your tenure? I was a computer specialist, so my desktop services, anything that was on a desktop, I, I serviced. Computers, telephones. All yeah, the all electronics. Of, all the electronics. And did you work in the Atlanta hub? I worked, I worked in, yeah, at the Druid Hills location. I didn't work in the hospital. Mm-hmm. I was at the business center on Druid Hills Road where they're building the new hospital now. Very nice. I know they have one located in Duluth. I don't know what the center is exactly, but I know there's a Children's Healthcare of Lena like subsector here in Duluth. Um, in your experience here at Lanier Island's Legacy Course, what has been one of the most rewarding things that you've been able to experience or that you've accomplished during your tenure? Made a lot of good friends. I guess that would be the first highlight. I mean, uh, the other starters and I are all about the same age and pretty much all here for the same reason. We love golf and you know we get out there and play together as often as we can and it's been great I mean, i've really enjoyed their company and um, look forward to a couple more years of it you guys service a lot of organizations that host tournaments we are here with a nonprofit organization cat rangers talk a little bit about what you experience on the operation side when you execute tournaments of this magnitude well, it's a busy time i mean as far as what their uh, charities involve, I, you know, I really don't get into that too much, you know, conversations with people, but, you know, I, I'm familiar with some of the things that are going on out here, but I, I really don't get involved in what the charities are, are trying to accomplish. Uh, if you were to guess, like, just on average, based on a monthly basis, because you see an entire turnover, how many tournaments would you say actualize on a monthly, quarterly, or annually basis that um, are community-driven or nonprofit-driven? I would say from March till uh, the end of June, beginning of July, it, it's probably two to four a week. A week? Uh, yeah. Wow. Um, and it's just, you know, this is our busy season. And then the fall, it kicks off again in September through November. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll do the same two, three, four yeah. tournaments a week. What would you say one of the greatest challenges that you surmount from a club perspective is when hosting organizations like this? I'm probably not the right guy to ask. You are the right guy, Mike. Too. I mean, I, you know, you I, personally, I I'm a, asking you personally, not the club. Uh, what do you experience that might be a challenge that you have to surmount uh, when executing these tournaments? There's regularly. really no challenges to what I do. I mean, you just it's love your really job. a pretty simple operation. I mean, yeah. there's nothing difficult about what I do, to be honest with you. I mean, some people can be challenging, you know, just attitudes and stuff like that. For the most part, people are out here to have fun, and, and they come happy because they're playing golf and not working, and 
You're just living the life and getting paid for it. Or yeah. they're working no, and playing golf. <laughs> well, you get to golf for free, right, so the there's that. That's my big perk. Do you, uh, do you have any cats, Mike, or any animals? I, I have a dog. Lucy is okay. my golden retriever, and she's a, she's a special girl. She's about six years old, and we love her a lot. I'm, I'm sure. a dog mom, too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're supporting cat rangers, and for those of you listening who are interested in feline ownership or possibly fostering please visit catrangers.org and you can absolutely find all the resources to get connected mike i'd like to give you the opportunity to share with our listeners a parting thought or some final words of wisdom it could be golf related or just simply the errors of your if you don't play golf you should come and play some golf if you don't like to play golf it's a beautiful place you can just enjoy the scenery it really is a pretty place and ask for mike and ask for mike and if you're here with dan and i we might be going the wrong way on the card path. Yes. But thankfully, <laughs> might people still be show us grace when we're headed in the wrong direction. Mike, I want to thank you for joining us today. It's been a great experience with you guys here today at Legacy. And for everybody listening out there, please visit catrangers.org so you can find out how you can contribute or become involved. For Dan, for Mike, I am Amanda Pierce Marmalejo, and we will return shortly. And welcome back, folks. We are here at the third annual Cat Rangers Charity Golf Tournament. I am your host, Amanda Pierce Marmalejo, joined here on course by Richard Dreyer. How are you today, Richard? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. I'm so excited to see you. I do have to just share with our listeners the affiliation as you are related to, and I'll let you expound upon that to Terry Jondal, who is the reason that we are here in addition to Sparrow, and we support this organization enthusiastically. So first and foremost, I'd like for you to share your cat daddy-isms, because I know you're the father of many cats. I've been to the CAB headquarters where you have created a mecca for the animals. And then also just share with us a little bit about your enthusiasm behind the cause. Well, I'll start with the last part, my enthusiasm. Um, um, Cats often get overlooked and left behind. And so for that reason, I think it's it's honorable for us to do whatever we can to help uh, cats, old, young, whatever they are, if they're in need, we need to give them all the help we can. Um, This started many years ago. We've had cats for as long as I can remember. (laughs) And we met Spara with Cat Rangers and decided to assist and help her grow the organization. Um, my wife was instrumental in helping do that, Terry John Dahl. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's created an organization that, as you know, I don't know the numbers, but there's many, many, many hundreds of you cats. You save 600 every... cats annually on yes, average. Yes, so uh, it's a very noble cause. That's dear to our hearts. A, we're going to talk about uh, your experience on the course, but I just want to share with our listeners who might not know, CAB Incorporated, the headquarters is here in Buford, and there is a beautiful office space, but below there's kind of an untold mystery that you guys have created that houses and is a sanctuary for animals. Talk a little bit about that. Well, it's uh, we, we sold that office several years ago, the one you're referring to. Mm-hmm. But um, while we were there, we built a uh, kitty-o, if you will. But it was rather large. It was probably 30 feet by 20 feet, to give you an idea. And there were close to 20 uh, feral cats mm-hmm. that um, they came about. A friend of ours said there's this... Um, this feral cat colony that don't have a place to live anymore because they're living at an old dilapidated service station and mm. a gentleman an elderly gentleman was feeding yeah. them and um, they um, decided to bulldoze the service station and develop it mm. and so the cats had nowhere to, to live go, yeah. and so we with Sparrow and Terry decided to take them in uh, do the full vet you know spay neuter and uh, we had to put them somewhere. Cat Ranger's uh, facility wasn't large enough to take 20 cats at one time. Mm-hmm. And so I built this kitty-o from Home Depot. <laughs> you know, just started building. And um, they had a blast. You know, they had um, high places to perch. The whole thing was screened in with cat screen. 
which is a special screen you can buy that they can't rip. Right. Uh, and they lived there for uh, two or three years until we moved them when we sold the building several years ago to a, uh, we bought this shed, unfinished uh, shed from like a Home Depot. It's like a 20 by 30 shed. And I equipped that with all the cat goodies inside. Mm-hmm. So they had a little uh, cat space. Mm-hmm. And they're still living there. They have AC, heat, everything you could ask for. Wow. <laughs> That's exciting. Cat, cat condominium, I guess. Yeah, literally. And they can go outside in a caged-in area on the front and back. And, uh, and they love it. Mm-hmm. They have all the, all the joys of being an indoor and an outdoor animal at the same yes, time yes. with all the supervision and the love that they need. Absolutely. Uh, Spara and all the people that volunteer for the Cat Rangers organization take very good care of them. Um, and if you're ever out at Cat Rangers, it's on property mm-hmm. behind the house that they're currently um, situated in. Just go in and see them and say hi. Now, I have seen many a photos, um, and I've, I've Zoomed Terry where she has her art studio, and the cats are in the background. So you guys have many felines that are not only a part of your, your mission, but also a part of your life. We do. How many kitties are you a dad to? Uh, currently, we have six, six. In, our, in our house. Uh-huh. And we also have a bird sanctuary in our backyard. Um, we have so many birds. Of course, the cats don't go outside. I was going to say, that's how what do I was wondering. Cats, yeah. How do they avoid the... They, they sit in the window and they <laughs> chirp and they make pretend that they could catch the birds. And the birds just look at them like, really? You can't get <laughs> That chance. <laughs> yeah. That's very exciting. Share a uh, success story that you have encountered over the years throughout your mission with Terry and the Well, um, all of our cats were adopted. So they were in need of a home. Uh, there's one in particular I'll tell you about. Um, she was at Cat Rangers, and she had been run over by a vehicle, and her hip was totally busted. She had to have emergency surgery. Her tail was so damaged they had to amputate her tail. Oh, my goodness. And she couldn't walk. She could barely get around. So she had the surgery. We took her in, adopted her, mm-hmm. and we had to put a, um, a almost like a diaper on the back of her because mm. she would try to gnaw at the pain right. in her hip. And so today she's a beautiful, happy cat, and she has no tail. <laughs> she's a nub, yeah. Uh, but she gets around just great, and um, she's one of our special six. Richard, where did you, uh, where did your love for cats come from? Did is there a special cat like maybe from childhood that just holds a special place in your heart or or where did you develop this love for felines i I love all animals and um, nature and even insects i mean i love everything that's alive and cats are just one of those things god's uh, creatures god's creatures yes and so i try to uh, honor everything that's alive and cats in particular are special because they're easy to take care of in a house. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to take Low them out and walk them. Yeah. I love dogs also, mm-hmm. but dogs are higher maintenance. Mm-hmm. Cats are pretty low maintenance. And so that's really, and Terry has always been a cat person. Mm-hmm. So when Terry and I got married in 05, uh, we naturally had cats at the time, and we've always had cats. Ever since. since yes. For somebody that's listening that might be inspired to become involved or just be curious about fostering or becoming a part of, you know, saving these lives, what would you suggest? What could you share? Well, I think if, if you have any inkling that you would like to help at all, please give it a try. And I think you will be uh, rewarded handsomely. With uh, eternal your heart love. Will feel Really good. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, share with us a little bit about your experience on the course because you've just come back and I know that we are looking at an exciting table of legends, distillery spirits. And I think you mentioned that you were like the winner. Yes. I had one one of the tickets. There was probably 12 or so that won, but yes. And so I've got a brother-in-law that loves bourbon. I'm not a huge bourbon Mm -hmm. fan, but uh, when he comes in town in June, I'm going to give it to him, and so he'll be very excited. Uh, He'll love that. Well, Legends is the local distillery. They are located in Forsyth County, which is in Cumming, Georgia, so just right up the street. So I know that you guys will enjoy that local spirit. Oh, absolutely. 
Talk a little bit about your time on the course. I know that it kind of was rainy a little bit um, when you guys kicked off. And then how did you end thereafter? Uh, It's beautiful weather. It's, uh, you know, almost 65 degrees, almost 70, I think. Mm -hmm. And the course is a very fun course if you've never played it. Um, And uh, we played pretty well. Um, It was a lot of fun. What was your most challenging shot? challenging shot uh well that would be about all of them <laughs> i know i cannot hit it over the water to save my life it's well, going in the drink so they're all challenging uh some more so than others but i can't recall just one that was more challenging than others but it was a blast we always have a blast doing this well thank you for joining us today richard and my thank pleasure. you thank you for your support through um all of your participation and uh this organization greatly please visit catrangers.org so that you can contribute or participate. For Richard, our guest, I am Amanda, and for Dan, this is Business Radio X at the Cat Rangers third annual golf tournament.